0: Hello, I'm Chris Hicken, and I'm a reader, a preacher at Christchurch Purley. I'm reading today from St. Mark chapter 13, starting at verse 14. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it ought not, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down or into the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in winter, because those will be days of distress unequalled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he has shortened the At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if, if possible, even the elect. So be on your guard, I have told you everything in advance. When something that is fundamentally good becomes distorted by the enemy, it can go most horribly wrong. This was the reason Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He knew the horror that would result from the Jewish leaders rejecting him. The zeal to serve God distorted into a false confidence in a suicidal rebellion. The false messiahs and brutal infighting between rival factions that continued in Jerusalem right up till the last moment when the Romans closed the siege ring around the city. Jesus' words, which superficially can seem bizarre, did in fact have very practical consequences. We the readers are expected to understand what is meant by the abomination of desolation, and it's not a hard puzzle to solve. It refers to pagans desecrating the most holy place in the Jerusalem temple which had happened twice before, once by the Babylonians and again by the Greeks. Jesus knew that it would very soon happen again, this time by the Romans, and he wanted to warn his followers. So, the 4th century Christian historian Eusebius tells us, when the Jewish rebellion began, the Christians in Jerusalem, remembering Jesus' words, fled Jerusalem in good time. So what practical consequences are there for us? We may be reminded of countries in our own day devastated by war, such as Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, who need our prayers. But we can also take heart from the promise that the days will be shortened. I believe that we can take this as a general promise, that God will set limits to any time of distress we may have to go through. Again. We must pay attention to his word, including the warnings about false messiahs, alluring distractions from our walk with God. Add to this the clear statement later in this chapter that no one, not even Jesus himself, knows the date for the end of the world. Which means anyone who claims that they do, declares themselves to be bogus. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves alert to the lies and distractions of the enemy. Jesus is with us. His Holy Spirit will teach us how to apply scripture to our lives and gently prompt us when we need him in our daily decisions. This is one of the key skills of living the Christian life, learning to listen out for and recognise those gentle prompts. If we learn to do this, We will save ourselves so much trouble and find so much blessing. So may the Lord bless us and keep us, and lift up the light of his countenance upon us, and give us peace. Amen.